Thank you for joining us today for Wandering in the Word, where we read and discuss the upcoming week's lectionary texts at First Lutheran Church in Minot, North Dakota. Hey everyone, it's Wandering in the Word for February 20th is uh, this upcoming Sunday, and so we are marching through the season after Epiphany toward Lent, but we're not there yet. So we have... Um, a reading this week from the Gospel of Luke and some teachings of Jesus that are just you're going to yeah. challenge us all. Yeah, just like last week with the blessings and the woes. Now we've got a kind of a little bit more details on how to live that out. I guess it's a little more um, not easy words. So should we not just just dive in and see see what he has to say? Yes, this is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter six. It's verses twenty-seven through thirty-eight. And Jesus is saying. But I say to you that listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies, do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. The gospel of the Lord. Who doggy? There's Pray, the good news. Praise to you, oh Christ. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Jesus has a lot of things to say uh, in this text today. Um, Just one thing after another that's like, ooh, ee, ah, like, ah, oh, that's... Yeah, loving that's your enemies, um, you know, he brings up money, lending, um, you know, without expecting it in return. So stuff. is that even lending then? I mean, isn't the definition of lending <laughs> that someone borrows from you with the intent to give it back if you're lending without expectation of return? That's just giving. That is just kind of giving. That's true, which he's kind of talking about with coats right, and right. things. Um, yeah, maybe Jesus doesn't understand the banking system very well. He's talking a lot about credit as well. What credit is that to you? And I'm like, why do I need credit? Yeah, I, I know. I mean, when a, you know, the kingdom of God was talked about in the previous chapters or previous verses of Luke. And here we kind of have an image of what the kingdom of God might look like. And we are far from it. <laughs> we are so far. Some days are even worse than others. But I mean, we oh, like one of these things that, that gets to me, do not judge and you will not be judged. And I think, oh, my goodness, I'm always being probably a little more critical than is warranted. I'm always, you know, I, I would be, you know, falling short on pretty much all of these, but that one, especially. Yeah. Well, we were reading this with somebody and they, it was kind of funny. They were like, uh, sin here, sin here, sin yeah. here, sin <laughs> here, sin here, sin here. <laughs> this is a lot of unchecked boxes on my to-do list from, from yes. Jesus. 
Yeah. And, you know, I think if we look at it from that perspective as a to-do list, then it is so overly overwhelming and heavy law impossible. It's almost, but it could also maybe perhaps be read as kind of like an invitation to like living a new way that Jesus is inviting us to. And um, we maybe on one level know that like when we, when we live, we're not clinging to all of our stuff so tight, but we kind of hold it loosely. And when we are, you know, trying to live in harmony with others, like life is generally more free. Yeah. Um, we're not as bogged down. Right. If you, if you can um, forgive rather than holding on to grudges and anger and hostility, if you can, by the grace of God, manage to let go of that. Yeah. How much lighter are you yeah. going about your day without even having to worry about, you know, all that, all that baggage we bring with us, you know, yeah. day in and day out. Yeah. And we think you were supposed to like forgive and forget. Uh, I think we talked a little bit about mm-hmm. that in tech study, uh, that idea, but like, you know, we don't always forget we, but there, there, there's kind of a both and like for folks who have been deeply hurt by someone, you may never forget the damage or the pain that they caused you, mm-hmm. but you can live, t- you can learn to kind of heal and forgive and move on from it. Mm-hmm. But it's also not good to hold, you know, grudges about someone who said something about you 20 years ago and still be like up in arms about it now. Like Let that define your relationship, you know, yeah. all these years later. So maybe yeah, we do need to go. let go of that. Um, so, yeah, there's kind of a, I mean, life is complicated for sure. Um, maybe it all kind of hinges on verse 36 where it says, be merciful just as your father is merciful. I don't, I don't know if there's anyone in my life, if I were to list like top 10 descriptive words of, you know, my family and friends, would merciful ever be one that I'm like, oh yeah, they're so merciful. We don't <laughs> often think of ourselves in those terms. Yeah, that's but would a that term. make a difference if we were, we know God is merciful. And then um, if we were to sort of frame our days around that, you know, maybe that would help with some of this stuff. Yeah, it is definitely a, a hard way to live. And I, I appreciated something you shared earlier about the loving versus like action. Would you mm. share a little bit of that? Yeah. So right, right off the bat, like the first, the first really hard thing that Jesus says is love your enemies. And we're like, and I think you said too, well, um, they're enemies. Like if I loved them, they would not be my enemies. Right. <laughs> um, but it, this love your enemies is followed by action words. So that love is not necessarily this warm, fuzzy feeling that fills your heart when you consider your enemies. Rather, it's what you do and how you act on, you know, the the love of God and um, yeah, what you do with that. So do good to them, pray for them and, and love being more of an activity than an emotion, I think helps put this in a little more, um, I don't know, achievable, sustainable realm. That it's not about controlling how you feel about someone. It's yeah. about how you treat them. It's not a Valentine's Day kind of love, no, like a mushy, no. gushy, warm, fuzzy necessarily. Like right. Um, and I, you know, and I think it's important to point out too when we're talking about when words like you know abuse you and turning the other cheek come up, you know, that that unfortunately in in some circles has been used to justify abuse right. in right. of all kinds and to say, well, Jesus said it, so you know, you just got to suck it up, and you know, obviously that is not. I think what we are talking about here when we're talking about um, domestic violence or any kind of abuse um, of any kind is not meant 
in that scenario. Right. Yeah. Just if anyone, yeah, if anyone strikes you off or the other also, how many, how many people have, have been holding to that verse as they're, you know, repeatedly beat up? That's very far from what we're talking about, that, that healthy boundaries are part of not only how you, um, (laughs) maybe love people around you, but how you love yourself. And that's something we should also talk about with regard to this text. I thought of that too, the, yeah, you know, and somebody mentioned you know, not to over psychologize this, but there is a sense, you know, when we think about in our own inner dialogue and in our own kind of still quiet voices in the the darkness or whatever that, you know, sometimes our enemy is us. <laughs> we hear um, that sometimes like, oh, he's his own worst enemy. Own worst or enemy. Um, yeah. Or, you know, for folks, if we have a real hard time with that voice that you know says we're not good enough, we're you know you you aren't doing enough, you're not loving your enemies enough, you're not doing any of this enough, you know nobody nobody's going to like you. God God can't forgive you. Um, I mean, sometimes we have to start with ourselves, right? Um, and love ourselves, not to be so self centered, but like, but at the same time, like there is tr- a lot of truth in that. Like, right. If we're going to love our neighbors as we love ourselves, maybe we should start with loving ourselves loving and ourselves. then move out from there. Yeah, show ourselves a little mercy. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> that's got to be part of being merciful. It's I, showing yourself some mercy. Yeah, yeah. Well, and speaking of mercy, that's a good, great segue into our Old Testament reading. Mm. Um, so let's hear. This is a, a been a. This is kind of the ending part of a really long story from Genesis. Um, we're going to read Genesis chapter forty-five, verses three onward. And um, for anyone who's seen the play Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoats, this is kind of the finale of the play, so to speak. So um, we'll just dive into it here. So verse three, Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him. So dismayed were they at his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, come closer to me. And they came closer. He said, I am your brother, Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are five more years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. God sent me before you to preserve you for a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, thus says your son Joseph, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me. Do not delay. You shall settle in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near me, you and your children and your children's children, as well as your flocks, your herds, and all that you have. I will provide for you there, since there are five more years of famine to come, so that you and your household and all that you have will not come to poverty. And Joseph kissed all his brothers and wept upon them. And after that, his brothers talked with him. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Wow, Joseph. It's highly dramatic. Very dramatic. Confrontation. I mean, it could be confrontation at the beginning when he's like, um, I'm Joseph. Remember me that you sold? <laughs> you sold into slavery? You threw me in a pit? You pretended I was dead? Yeah. Um, it is a great, I mean, it's a one of the better stories in the Bible, really. It is. Of- it's so good. I And I love, to, they're just like speechless. 
They couldn't, mm-hmm. they couldn't answer him. And so dismayed were they at his presence because they must've assumed he was dead. Right. Like how long can you thrive in, in slavery? And yeah, when you're a slave and let alone then being like, kind of, I, I picture him like in the play, you know, like kind of ornate and he's mm-hmm. kingly looking and he's very important in Egypt. And yeah, would be the last place you'd expect your your brother that you sold into slavery to be um but here he is you know um i'll admit i have a little trouble with some of his language in here about you know it wasn't you who sold me into slavery it was god <laughs> yeah it's like um i mean it wasn't you who sent me here but god in verse eight says um you know and I, I, I like to use the, the idea that, you know, God can take the bad and work good out of it rather mm-hmm. than God causes the bad so that God can work good out of it. Um, you know, sometimes bad stuff happens. People treat us wrong. Yeah. But that doesn't mean, even like we were talking about earlier, with you know, that doesn't mean that God can't work healing and forgiveness and mercy and make us new. But it doesn't mean that God has to be the source of the pain. Like the God has to torture us somehow in order to teach us a lesson. Right. Yes. And I think, as you had mentioned earlier, um, uh, if God, the plan, God's plan from the beginning was to send Joseph to Egypt, there were probably other ways that might've happened. It didn't need to be this um, like undignified commodification kind of cruel um, method. Yeah, he gets, <laughs> so you know, it was. and he gets thrown in jail because he gets falsely accused by Pharaoh's wife, and he, mm-hmm. you know, he's he had a tough road, a tough road to get get to where he is. Um, and you know, I mean, again, I, you know, God can work good in the midst of whatever's going on. I mean, that's kind of what we hold to in faith. That's that's how God works, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, God does not have to be the source of the trouble. Okay, there's enough trouble. <laughs> there's enough trouble <laughs> going around and in the world. Um, yeah, but we do, I do think, you know, for all of the the power God has to, to accomplish things in this world, we humans limit God by our actions and activities. Yeah. And so then, you know, depending on what we, with our free will and sinful natures, decide to do and how we decide to act and, and plan things out, um, God keeps finding a way but it's, it, it may not be, you know, God's preferred way. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think that's what's happening here. Yeah. And so, yeah, and Joseph, you know, Joseph's dad, Jacob has all these sons and Jacob is, you know, the, the kind of one of the fathers of, of Israel and all these things, but he was a sometimes shady and kind of, yeah. Um, right. His name obnoxious. even means his name means like trickster that he has always had this reputation of being like a little bit manipulative and sneaky. And uh, well, then Israel means like literally, you know, wrestling wrestling, with God kind of uh, idea. But yeah. So, I mean, cause I kind of read this and Joseph, you know, was, must've been kind of annoying to be sold off by his siblings. Right. I mean, (laughs) because he foretold this happening. He had these dreams and then he goes to his brothers, right. He's like, guys, I just had this great dream where you all bow down to me. And they're just (laughs) like, Oh, shut up. Siblings. uh, Yeah. Here. I mean, the dream, the dream was right and was true and it's happening, but you know, the fact that he had to go like lord it over them at that point was I mean, it does have a bit of a lording over. I mean, he, he, I guess in some hands maybe has the right to kind of gloat, but you know, he's like, Hey, I'm Joseph. And you know, the brothers couldn't answer. Then he's like, Hey, come closer to me. And I had, <laughs> I if, dare you. yeah, if I were the brothers, I'd be like, 
oh, are you going to cut my head off? Like, yeah. what? Why do I want to get closer to you? But they do. And then he's like, you know, you sold me into Egypt, but don't be angry with yourselves because you did this. God actually did it, you know, and kind of goes from there. And, mm. and then at the end, there is kind of this beautiful you know, the weeping and yeah, um, no, it really is. I and I underline this part in verse 11 that was like, I will provide for you yeah. there. And I think, you know, we're going to be thinking in Lent about how God, God provides for us. And this is such a, like a holy image. I feel like of not only the mercy to forgive and move beyond um, the actions of the brothers, but to say, now come and be in relationship with me so that I can provide for you. That yeah. is mind-boggling. Yeah, because there's a famine. Wow. Yeah, right. There's a famine. And so he's like, you know, you're going to, I think the underlying thing is like, you're going to die without mm-hmm. me, but I'm I'm showing mercy. You know, yeah. I, I want to extend this relationship to you and come bring all your stuff in your household and come hang out with in this land and I'll take care of you. Um, a humbling experience for the brothers. I can't imagine. They had to swallow some ego and some... Uh, <laughs> But what relief to like, oh, yeah. good, I don't have to watch my grandbabies suffer in poverty yeah. and starvation. Yeah. Um, and then they kind of go from there. So, yeah, a, a beautiful story of kind of mercy and reconciliation with enemies, you could say. Yeah. And Jesus called to love your enemies. You just never quite know what God will work out um, when we kind of live into this this invitation of a new, new life. That's right. And that's what our Psalm is all about on Sunday too. So if you want to read ahead, uh, we're going to be reading Psalm 37 um, verses one through 11 and 39 and 40 on Sunday. And so you can make some ties, some connections there too, if you, if you wish. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing to see what God will actually, that is a line in the Psalm, isn't it? See what God will (laughs) do. Yep. Yeah. It jogged my memory there. Um, See what God will do. And that, that is, kind of the how we live and live out our faith in this world mm-hmm. yep. even if it feels like it's filled with enemies <laughs> yeah, <sometimes. laughs> curses, um, the way of love shall prevail so well any closing That's thoughts here no nope. wow, me neither well uh, we are so glad that you all were able to join us for our wandering in the word for february 20th 2022 uh, we look forward to you joining us some way for worship or wherever it is you worship so that you can hear these words again and uh, join together with the community in worship. But until next week, uh, we'll talk to you all later from Pastor Ellery and Pastor Brandy. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.